Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Every other week, we'll give you our perspective on the latest news in the industry, bring you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, pitching investors, and setting a fair valuation. Now, why would we take on such a challenge? Well, since we launched our cannabis-focused business accelerator and venture fund in 2013, we've made over 110 investments into 90 companies in the legal cannabis industry. We want to share our experiences and learnings with you. So join us every week as we take a deeper look into the legal cannabis industry and uncover the nuances and subtlety of starting up and investing in cannabis. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. I'm Celia Daly, and this is a bonus episode. So um, what do we mean by a bonus episode? Well, Canopy Boulder is a business accelerator, which means that once a year we get 10 cannabis companies through our doors. Um, We work with them for between 12 and 16 weeks, getting their business models sort of organized um, and sort of providing the mentorship and support that these entrepreneurs need to kind of get off the ground in this industry. So we currently have our cohort in session. We're actually in week five or six, six now. Um, and so what we've decided to do is we're going to do a couple interviews with some of these entrepreneurs, just kind of give you an idea of like what it's like to start up as a cannabis entrepreneur in this space um, and maybe some of the risks and challenges and opportunities and that kind of thing. So let's get started. Um, I'm really excited because today we have Jane with us. We have Nicholas and Gaston of Jane. Um, and thank you guys so much for joining us. We I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So really quick, why don't you just give our listeners a quick overview of what is Jane? All right. Uh, Jane is a platform for cannabis home growers. We help them grow from seed to harvest, and we connect them within each other and the industry. That's awesome. So you guys are from Buenos Aires. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about what's the scene like in Argentina. Well, Argentina is right now passing some new laws to approve medical marijuana. It's legal to have some plants, and that's what we've been doing for years now. We started this because we're growers ourselves, and we wanted to help ourselves and other growers have better tools and technology to get better and track what they're doing, and also show off and share with your friends and all other growers. Yeah, and how many users do you guys have on your platform right now? 20,000 active. 20,000, and that's just an Android app, right? Yeah. And iOS is coming soon? Next week. Next week. Hopefully, yeah. Okay, great. So by the time you guys are listening to this, the iOS might be out. We'll we'll keep you updated. Um, So you guys have known each other for a long time. Tell us a little bit about your relationship. Well, the whole team met in high school uh, between friends in common, between school, and we just did everything that you do when you're in puberty. So having girlfriends, <laughs> crying, fighting, screaming. Made um, a lot of errors, which makes it easy to fail yeah, now. Too many errors as well. Uh, so we, we've been through a lot. That's awesome. And maybe you can sort of talk, I mean, we talk so much at Canopy Boulder about team. I mean, that is like probably the thing that we're the most obsessed with is team. Um, what? How have you guys seen your team be kind of important or that relationship or having known each other for so long be important? 
Well, um, I'll go first. I'm, I'm sure Gaston has his own um, take on it. Well, I feel like we have an advantage uh, having a team that knows each other for so long. Um, if I'm going, I'm the CEO, and I've had, if I have to make a quick decision, I can hear the voices of my friends and co-founders in my mind saying, I don't like this, I like this, you should change that, so I can make a more informed decision. Uh, we're family already. I feel I'm, I'm the product manager right away, and I feel that growing any product or business, it's a long and tough journey, so you better be among good friends or good people that you know are going to have your back and you cannot make all the decisions yourself so it's very important to learn to delegate and learn to accept that the people who are surrounding you are literally on your team and they are prepared to make those decisions when you're not. Yeah, especially in the bad times because there's always the, the good part is always fun when you're with friends but when, when you're stressed, when you feel you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing uh, when you have too much to do, when you don't know what to say, having your friends right beside you is uh, invaluable. Yeah, I mean, I, so honestly, I think sometimes a founder relationship, they last longer than marriage, some marriages, right? No. Most marriages. <laughs> no. um, and so it really is like, make sure you're around somebody that you like a lot uh, and, and trust and can work with. But that's not, it's not, you guys aren't just friends. It's not like, you didn't just like pick your friends to come on. You guys have the experience in the background. Tell us a little bit about your backgrounds. All right, um, we all have different backgrounds. That's part of uh, why we started working together. Uh, we saw that we are really good friends. We were uh, successful in our own fields and we decided, hey, we, we need to do something together. Uh, we're doing work for somebody else. We should do something together and own it. Um, I have a background in banking and insurance industry, uh, mainly in IT and infrastructure. Um, and Gaston, yeah, as, as you said, this goes way beyond just being friends. Uh, each one of us has a different background, Nico, with the business and sales. And I'm, I'm a, I've been a developer, but also working as a, pro a product manager or project manager for some time as well. Uh, I've been a partner with my CTO, with our CTO for eight years now. We are professional e-commerce developers. We've been freelancing for years. And the poor guy, which is our designer and UX and UI manager, he's been working in the cinema industry for years. He's a director. He's just premiered his first movie this year. So Ooh, we're what's very that called? excited. Let's throw that out there. The movie is called Harmony. It's a documentary about his family. They were the first South Koreans in South of Argentina, and they have a huge legacy of work, and and it's a very very interesting movie if you get the chance to see it. He's okay. collecting prizes all over the world, so <laughs> That's awesome. he's doing all right. <laughs> uh, I, and we did a lot. We did a lot of stuff before doing this. Uh, not businesses, but we we built stuff. We destroyed stuff. We went camping. We went backpacking. We done a yeah, lot. Done a lot. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit into Jane. Um, you know, you told us that you kind of built, you built this for yourselves. Um, what was the point where you realized it was something that other people might want to? Well, um, we're growers. Uh, we like growing plants. The connection to a plant is something beautiful. And if you go online, you can see... Uh, an enormous amount of forums and reddits and people posting stuff with different formats and everybody wants to show off 
Um, we were already trying to build something to get better organized. We were using Excel sheets and notepads to grow, and it's, it's insane. So we built something to help us, and we decided, well, if we release it, maybe people will like it, and we'll just let it go. I think the point when we realized that the app was useful is just when we started getting all these messages, because you can get downloads, you can get some traction, and I mean, if you put something, some, something out there and you know there's a need for it, people are going to download it. But then, you know, those are numbers. When you started getting words, when you started getting all those messages saying thank you, saying that we are helping them, we are making it easier for them to grow, at that point was when I, I think it was a turning point for us when we realized, hey, this thing that we're doing is definitely helping people. Let's keep on doing it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I imagine just like any business, you guys have had your sort of fair share of pivots and um, changing, you know, adapting to what the market wants. Can you talk to us a little bit about maybe what some of those were? Or how did you figure out that you needed to pivot and how were you responsive? Well, the biggest pivot actually was here. Um, the word having a business uh, did not exist up until we came here. So yeah. the biggest pivot was, all right, uh, apparently we need to do money, we need to make money, and <laughs> there's not, nobody's going to email us and say, hey, uh, we have a bunch of money for you guys, just <laughs> grab it. Um, that didn't happen, so our business plan failed. And over here at Canopy Boulder, our minds get open to a lot of possibilities and a lot of uh, things we should try, and that we should try everything. And uh, w right now we're actually pivoting towards a subscription model which we really like, and we're seeing how to apply all those dreams that we had more of a you know realistic way. Uh, that doesn't that sounded perhaps like conservative, but it's not. It's it's just applying uh, the realities of the market of the market to what we have to our solution. Uh, we we know the problem. We know the, the our growers and trying to make money out of it. It's something that we we were struggling with. So the biggest pivot was, all right, we need to make money and we're going to give the give our users better tools uh, for a small amount of money each month. I think, you know, when you're when trying to build a, a solution or a product, you, in your mind, there is so much stuff that can be done. There are so many options. There are, you want to do everything and, and you don't think your product is going to be finished until you have all that that you spent like months and years, <laughs> you know, dreaming of. And it's just not like that. It doesn't work like that. You'll never have that, or maybe you will, but it's definitely not going to be tomorrow. So I think back like back way before even this, the Nico was talking about, just realizing that we need to get some, something out there. We, need to, we don't need to have everything perfect, you know, just put the features out there and listen to the feedback. That's the best thing that you can do. The best people you can have is just hearing a, a crowd saying to you like, hey, I think you should have these features. And that's the best thing you can do is just hear them. How do you know when to take that and when to ignore it, right? I mean, we, t we talk about mentor whiplash a lot, but I imagine like customer whiplash is probably a thing too, where you've got one customer kind of saying, I want this, and you have a different customer saying, I want that. I mean, how do you cut through that noise and figure out what's really relevant? Well, it's really personal. Depends. That's why the team is also very important. We 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 have feedback. We have even mentor feedback, and you have to listen to every opinion. See how it matches inside the team. See how it matches with the product. How does it feel? And 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 talk to each other and and, and even argue about it. 
and and if you keep getting messages and everybody's asking for the app to be purple well maybe you should consider it um, mm -hmm. people are asking it but at the same time you should try to figure out why people are asking for it sometimes they don't know what the solution they want they feel a problem they go to the solution they know perhaps you have a better one that you can provide to them uh, and it's the same thing with mentors mentors give you their experiences and share their advices, but they all come from their special life and whatever they did on it, and it, you have to take that into account before uh, applying it. Yeah, I think there's uh, two sides of this question. One is the data side. So we collect every feedback that we get, we put it in a spreadsheet, we categorize it, and then we can factually see, you know, like, okay, we got a hundred messages asking for this, we got a thousand asking for this other thing, and you know that's gonna that's gonna put some weight on on the decision just by itself and then the other side is you need to respect everyone that's giving you advice it doesn't matter if it's a mentor if it's a customer if it's a client all of those are important for your business so sometimes we will get a message and it's just as someone in, in your team was saying that like maybe we get a message saying hey you should have your app purple and then one of the team would say like, hey, I, I told you that, you know, we should do that. So it's a lot about discussing. It's a lot about having a, a trust in, in your team and in, in your decision making process and also about leveraging the data that you get. So you talked about data. Um, there's a great book. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before because I'm obsessed with it um, called Measure What Matters. Um, and that's one of the biggest things I think I run into when I talk to entrepreneurs is, I, is they say, you know, I talked to someone the other day and he said, do you think I'm where I should be for how long I've been in, my, in working in this business? And I, I said, I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? I don't know your business. Um, what are you measuring, right? Like how has that changed and what are your KPIs and how close are you to achieving your milestones? And he was like, what do you mean? So I think, you know, measuring is so important. What do you guys measure? How do you determine, like, what does success look like to you? All right. So being an app the biggest one is our how many people are in our app store when, when they access it and, and read it and read the, the article how many download it how many retain it for the next day three days seven days 30 days uh, that's really important because if we can increase the retention that would be great not having enough people downloading the app that means that maybe you don't have a good seo which should be great uh, always uh, we try to track everything that they do inside the app. Uh, the session duration and, and number of users accessing it every day, it's the simplest ones, but then every button. And how do they access any features? Which route they took? Uh, and that informs a lot of our decisions. Designs, business, and everything. And we, we make small changes to the app and we see the results and see if that improved it. Uh, we, we need to test all the time. I love that, test, test, test. All the time. Um, so we are in week, well, we're, we're recording this at the end of week five. Uh, this will go live next week, so that'll be week six. Um, how are you guys doing? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts on the program? Have you lost your mind? Are you feeling comfortable? Any highlights? Well, I'm losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. A lot of, a lot of pizza and sandwiches just did not stop working, you know, but I feel like we have an advantage here, to be honest. we I mean, this we've been bootstrapping this uh, startup for years now, so I've been just 
burning the candle at both ends for years now without no one, without mentors, without, and here it's like, I'm still doing that, but at least I'm surrounded by people who know what they're doing. And that's so valuable. You know, you get, I just turn around and I make a question and all the educated answers that I get is just way, way, way better than being in Buenos Aires and doing that question to my wall. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's great to be surrounded by people um, suffering the same, uh, just just dealing with the same issues and everyone's pushing forward. Nobody's trying to help anyone back. Everyone's trying to help each other, collaborate uh, from the people in the cohort to the people working kind of in Boulder to, to the mentors to, I don't know, everyone in Boulder. Even people in dispensaries are, are really helping. You, you just ask for help and everyone has an opinion and it's, and it's always trying to get uh, get you on a better place. And that, that community is uh, priceless. Yeah, for us it was also important because we are very product focused. We, we are in love with our product. We are in love with, with the problem and with the people who are growing plants all around the world. But uh, it has been not as easy for us to grow a business out of it. So we are getting a lot of uh, help on that end. And, and, and even the, the, the friendliness part of it is awesome. We're, we're from Buenos Aires. This is not our turf. This is not the place we're from. Uh, everything's weird. They have to deal with a lot of IRS stuff, lawyer stuff that most of the people here don't have to deal with. And even that, everyone's helping. Uh, so it's, it's great. Do you feel like it's what you expected? Are you are you surprised by anything? Is it par for the course? I personally, I'm surprised by everything. I'm more. <laughs> I, I tend to distrust. Um, I, I give the benefit of the doubt, but I tend to distrust, and I was uh, really, really surprised. Um, I pleasantly awesome. surprised. Yes, I love it. I didn't even pay them to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to kind of get into the end of this, but I want to wrap it up. But um, I'd love to know kind of like what's next, what's the big vision for you guys? All right. Uh, here in Canopy Boulder, we are looking forward to, to go to Arcview, which is uh, the major league of this. And we, we want to see how it is. We want to be able to pitch. Uh, we want to raise money. Everybody wants to raise money. Um, but we want to take Jane to the next level. We want to make Jane the go-to place for cannabis homegrowing in the whole world. Um, we want to build the community. Uh, we want to be the, the center of the cannabis homegrowers. We believe there's a fragmented culture when it comes to cannabis right now. And building a community around the growers, it's a safe place for us to... You know, the values that we handle, with the values that our, our user base handle our do it yourself you know um, everything that they're doing is they they are seeing the effort that they put in it so just imagine putting two months into a plant mm -hmm. and then one day seeing it with a yellow leaf mm. you'll go crazy you know <laughs> and and you'll need help and because other growers have been in that spot they'll give it to you and that's something that we definitely want to leverage and give them allow them to have a place where they can actually do that where they can actually post questions, help each other, and connect. We believe that Shane has the potential to be that place for a lot of people around the world. I, I gotta say, the thing I love about Jane is I feel like, so I've been in this industry for a while, It changes. it's changed a lot. It went from being, at least in Colorado, I think this is kind of the case in California and Canada, probably as well, maybe the East Coast, 
it went from being this community, um, I think, of people who really loved the plant and genuinely kind of believed in the the impact that it could have to being kind of a commodity. Um, and we've seen that, right? We've seen that in terms of the way investments are made, the types of businesses that are succeeding, the types of businesses that aren't succeeding, um, that, that changing. And what I love about Jane is I feel like it really captures that essence of like why we love cannabis, right? Like why we love this plant. It's, it is a relationship with the plant. And I think that's what you guys are doing. And that's why I'm excited about Jane. That's why I think all our listeners should be excited about Jane. Um, so I know there are people listening who grow. So what do they, if they're interested, where do they go? Uh, they can go to the Google Play Store and just write cannabis or cannabis grow. And we're going to be the top result. Cool. And soon on iOS. So if you're listening to this after, what, like June 15th-ish, you might be able to find it on iOS? Yeah, you can go at growwithjane.com, and, you, and we'll, you'll see. I mean, if, if you are out in iOS, there's going to be a link. Yes, love, love startups. You never know what, what hurdles you're going to run into. Um, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and telling us your thoughts and telling us a little bit more about Jane. Um, we love having you here, and we're super excited for what you guys are doing. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Celia. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. So um, for everyone listening, I'm going to say it again. I know you're tired of me saying it. Please review and write us a review um, and rate us is what I mean. Um, I really like reading the reviews when I get them. Um, tell us what you want to listen to, uh, what you want to hear more about. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks so much, and see you next time. Cool. Now for the disclaimers. Uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.